This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. How you doing? Hope you're well. Thank you so much for joining us for today's show. If you don't subscribe to our podcast, it's very easy. Go to our website, fightdisciples.com. There's a history of all our episodes there, whether it be boxing or UFC. And there's some easy click-through links to iTunes so you can subscribe and never miss out on any of our weekly content. Today's show is all about, well, Nick's birthday, I suppose. You're not going to sing to me now. No, but Frankie and Benny's always blast this out. They get a bit of this on, don't they? They get a bit of Cliff on. And the whole restaurant, like, just loses their shit and celebrates it. The birthday boy also alludes to the fact that he knows who's going to be headlining UFC London. Someone we haven't seen in the UK fight before. You know, someone like a Shogun or something like that might... Right, whatever Nick says, whatever Nick says now, go with the third one, right? He's going to take you around the fucking houses and then he's, whatever he says, third, so it's not Shogun, right? So, (laughs) what's next, go on. And quite randomly, with us talking about cake and birthday cake, we of course talk about the greatest cakes we've ever had. Those ones from Amsterdam and the effect that they can have. NERD were chief supporter, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, what a gig. And Mr T was on the drums. No shit. <laughs> Fuck off. No shit. Fuck off. Mr. T was on the drums. No, he was not. Honestly. I'm Googling it. Now. Honestly, Mr. No. T was Man, on the that drums. That was some serious gear that you were on. That's <laughs> <laughs> some serious tackle. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome to episode 70 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Absolute pleasure to once again be in your company. Today we are dedicating our time to the world of UFC slash mixed martial arts because obviously we're talking about Bellator 170 as well at some point. Uh, Now before we get stuck into any of our chats, if you don't already subscribe to our podcast, maybe you stumbled across us, um, please do so. Subscribe to us. Go to our website. Have a little bit of a nosy. It's all fancy and dangly on there at this moment in time. Everything's up there, so you can have a little bit of a listen back to some of our previous episodes. Fightdisciples.com. We're available on iTunes as well. If you want to hit the subscribe, you will never miss any of our daily content. We're on social media, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Now, before we get stuck into any talk about bashing people in the face, I just want to um, obviously make people aware that somebody on the show will be celebrating their birthday over the next seven days. Okay, mm-hmm. Not me, because I'd be obviously going proper OTT if it was me. <laughs> but Nick is celebrating his birthday. Next week's episodes will probably be closer to your birthday, yeah. but they are after your birthday. Of course. So we thought we'd do a pre and a post. Brilliant. Birthday celebrations, you see? Great. Because next week we'll be hungover. Drag it out for a week. There you go. Why not, man? So um, at any point this week, obviously, with it being the pre and you celebrating your birthday over a week you don't just do a day you celebrate it over the week of course mm-hmm. with it being such a significant birthday I think it's only fair um, that every now and again randomly we just break into celebration Class. do you know like when you go to Frankie and Benny's for a meal yeah for, for people that are listening to this I've never been way, to Frankie and Benny's I've just said yeah then but have you been yeah, serious I've never been like one of them chains like Frankie and Benny's Chikatitos or whatever they call it chocolate no no never been to one of them why are you lying? You've never been to like a Nando's or out like that. I've been to Nando's. Yeah, so that chair and restaurant chain. That, uh, oh right, yeah. So yeah. Frankie like and Benny's type thing. Yeah, Bella Italia. These type of gaffes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to. I've been to. Well, obviously, I'm. You know, I've been to Nando's. I'm not daft. 
if you if you are listening to this overseas and are unaware with our Frankie and Benny's chain, basically what happens if you go in there and you're having a birthday party, they like ran- a TFI type thing. Yeah, TGI. TGI, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They randomly just break into songs. So all the waitresses gotcha. and waiters turn yeah, up at your yeah. desk, yeah? Yeah. They bring a cake, they give you a sing-song and all that type of shit, yeah? You're not going to sing to me now. No, but Frankie and Benny's always blast this out. They get a bit of this on, don't they? <laughs> they get a bit of Cliff on. <laughs> and the whole restaurant, like, just loses their shit and celebrates it. <laughs> Even though we don't know the geezer on the table next to us, we're celebrating it anyway. So if there's random congratulations during the show, it's just because somebody's turned up with your cake. All right, mate? I like it, yeah. Brilliant. Get a cliff. When um, when they do that for a kid's party, they normally get you a balloon animal or something like that. Where's my balloon? Then? I can't do that shit. I can't oh, do it, okay. mate. So I'm, I've left that out, the mix, all right? So Fair we'll just enough. we'll just break into tune every now and again. Okay. Shall we talk Bellator? Normally, yes. normally we dedicate our time to UFC. Speaking of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to talk Bellator at 170. Your mate, Dan Hardy. Love him. Yeah. I love that guy because he just does not fuck about, mate. <laughs> if he's something on his mind, he just tells you how it is, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and he no rec- grey with Dan Hardy. Mm. no grey. He reckons that it's a, it was very similar to Dancing with the Stars in America or maybe a Strictly Come Dancing choreographed routine. Yeah, I know he's retracted it since, but he has got a point, really, at the end of the day, hasn't he, with what we saw. There's certain things that happen in that fight that you think to yourself, that would fucking never happen. Why has that happened? Uh, we're talking, obviously, Charles Sonnen yeah. and Tito Ortiz at the weekend. Well, he looked like, at one point, it looked like Chael had Tito in a darts choke. He had him in a front headlock, and it looked pretty tight, like super fucking tight. He popped his fucking head out. And then he just let go. Now, I've seen the, I've seen the memes floating around or whatever the other little gifts of, just, has, just as he let go, Tito taps his hand, like taps Chael's hand. Like, literally for the smallest second, he just seems to touch his hand. All right, you're hurting me now. Yeah, that, and then suddenly Chael lets go and tries to take back control. I don't know. I get where Dan was coming from. It was, to be honest, more than anything, I was just disappointed in the fight because I thought, this could be a cracker. Like, this could be a belt of a fight. Mm. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's a le- you know, it, it's part of the Bellator's Legends Tour. It's how they're turning eyeballs onto the game. I ain't going to... You know, bitch and moan about Scott Coker because I understand what those guys are trying to do. But when something like that plays out, even if there's a suspicion, then surely, you know, I'm not saying for a second it was a fixed fight. Someone else might, but I, I'm not saying it for a second. But it wasn't, it was a very poor fight. It was a very poor maneuver by Chael Sonnen. Mm. It was very poor that he then tapped out to what looked like a fucking face crank. You know, he never... He was on his chin, he wasn't underneath his chin, was it? Exactly, it was more across his face. So you're telling me that a guy that went five rounds and almost defeated Anderson Silva, a guy that's been a, a road warrior for years, you know, the West Lynn gangster himself, is going to tap out to a first round face crank from Tito Ortiz after the history they've got and the amount of build-up they give it. It's like, come on. It was... Uh, and he held on. Exactly. Mainly, yeah. mainly because he thought, I haven't fucking got it on, mate. Well, exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's, well, that's it. Maybe he yelled on thinking, surely Chael's not tapping to this because I haven't even got it under his chin. So it was disappointing because obviously the, the chief support, the Paul Daly knockout was Great. fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, was. that was like a brilliant. And I didn't see the entire 15 fight card because obviously we're here in the UK. And, and we've got a life. They don't show Bellator. And we've got a but, life. Yeah, but that's true. <laughs> that's true categorically. But, uh, but yeah, Chael Tito, man. 
okay, let's say no it's done. more. It was let's shit. say no more on the matter. Okay, let's talk about uh, let, let's talk about Paul Daly because Paul Daly's had a history with the UFC. Yeah. It went sour. Big time. He's back. With Bellator. With Bellator. Yeah. But when I say he's back, when you do flying knees like you do flying knees at the weekend, my friend, and knock kids out in the way that you knock kids out, there's got to yeah. be a, somebody knocking on your door soon, hasn't there? Paul Daly's been doing that for a long time, you know, an awful long time. You know, he's got dynamite in his hands. Probably one of the hardest hitting welterweights in the world in any promotion. You know, if he lands on the chin, you get put to sleep. He had that incredible war with, in Strike Force years ago with Nick Diaz, which was phenomenal. One of Google it. One Google of it. Go and Google it. Ever it's see. fucking ridiculous. Nick, <laughs> Nick ends up winning that fight, <laughs> but go and Google that fight. It is a joke. These kids just knock seven bells of shit out of it's each other. Absolutely brilliant. And that's what Paul Daly's always been about. He's always been super entertaining. Obviously, Dana will never, Dana White refuses to forgive him. For what he did, and what he did was shit. You know, he, he took a pot shot at Josh Kozjek at the end of their fight because Josh Kozjek won on points and and lay and him all of. So he punched Kozjek in the face. You should be banned for that. You yeah, should be suspended yeah. for that. Whether that means the rest of your life, I don't know. But listen, that was a great performance at the weekend. Brennan Ward's no joke. The guy can bang as well. We featured him in Fighters Only not too long ago as one to watch for this year. But now I want to see Paul Daly and someone. Here's one for you. He's called, he's called out. He called out, didn't he? MVP. No, uh, well, MVP's MVP? on MVP? MVP's there, innit? It's there. Paul Daly, MVP, headlining in London, Bellator London. Come back to London Let's this year and do Paul Daly versus well, that, MVP. That, that was That's where, a fight. Well, that was where my argument was going to go because he called out Rory. He called out Rory yeah, McDonald, yeah. right? Obviously, yeah. So, obviously, that's the, that's the money. The that's money fight. Of course it is, yeah. But for me, Michael... VP, beautiful. Yeah. Love. They, they are the king of the flying knees. Let's put them both in there together. Let's see who can exactly. land first. Exactly, because we seen. Uh, I seen an image on uh, social on Monday. Sorry, I can't remember who it was from, but um, might have been Mike Bond from the May Junkie. But anyway, it was a photograph of Brennan Ward backstage, and he had this horrific cut right round his left eye, yeah. where the knee had landed and basically crushed us. It's the skull crushers. Yeah. Get the two flying knee skull crushers, Paul Daly against Michael Venom Page in London. This year, Bellator, massive opportunity. I think it might happen. What a fight that would be, man. Yeah, yeah. What awesome. a what a fight that would be. Um regarding the rest of Bellator one seventy. Yeah. Does what happened in that main event Legends Tour, yeah. does that then kind of dilute what they're attempting to do in order to compete with the UFC? I know that they are the the younger sister, the 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 smaller sister, let's just say. Yeah. But they want to be on that level. They want to play on of that course. level. And they had a great opportunity to do so because the UFC shut down one of their events yeah, exactly. in the same city or, or next door city, should I say, um, on that same night because they thought, we can't compete with that. We're going to leave it alone. Exactly. Because they were originally going to do a pay-per-view event, you see, and obviously Bellator shows a, a free-on spike if you've got cable in America. So... That's that's basically, you know, the UFC would never admit it, but that was the reason why the UFC is, yeah. moved that card. They didn't want to go head-to-head with Bellator. And that Bellator card, from what I've heard, it did, you know, 1.6, 1.8 million viewers. Shit. Which is, which is shit up. The problem is, if you've sat through that Bellator card and you see all these young guys, and there's some decent opponents on there. Especially how, when Paul Daly does that as the, well, exactly, the fight as leading the, in As too. the penultimate fighter yeah, of the night, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, that yeah, and you yeah. think, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. I am now a Bellator convert. I'm in. And then you see Chael versus Tito and you think, you know, oh. what's going on? That That's how Bellator should think of it. That's how Bellator, oh, fuck, we've let ourselves down there. We shot ourselves in the foot right at the end mm. because, or maybe that's kind of the way they're going anyway. You know, once they, once they phase out this Legends Tour, which will eventually happen when these guys are about 70 and they, they can no longer fight anymore. 
Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. Hey! One sec. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Congratulations. I didn't see the waiters and waitresses coming over there. All right. You've got Scooby-Doo cake. That's all right, isn't it? <laughs> Just in case you tune in halfway through this podcast. We're pretending that we're at Frankie and Benny's for next birthday. <laughs> And resume. Go on. I'm just saying, <laughs> it was a good card by Bellator up until the main event. Let's not talk about it no more. Let's move on to let's move on to UFC London. Talking to, talking to Bellator in London. Let's talk about UFC in London. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Go on then. What do you want to say about it? I think we're being. There's, there's, I think there's a dozen fights confirmed now. Tickets go on sale on Friday. Yeah. You know there'll be a clamour for them as usual at the O2. Brad Pickett's last ride out. Brad Pickett's last ride. Uh, Jimmy's on there. Jimmy Manoa's on there. You know it's there's quite a bit of British influence. Our on boy Dearkeys. Great. Mark Dearkeys is back. Exactly. Scotty Askham. Yeah. A bit of a home derby as well. But we haven't been saved the main event yet. I'm adamant. Are you giving us a little there's bit of insight? I'd like to think it's a bit of insight, but there's more to come. <laughs> The main event is yet to be confirmed. So if you're if you're thinking, nah, I'm not going to buy tickets for that, fucking hell. You know, I've seen Jimmy Manor fight a dozen times. I've seen Brad Pickett fight so many well, times. Well, what's it going to be, man? Come on. Because last week we were alluding to the fact that it, it needs that yeah. big boy. Marky. Now, I, we, 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 it can't be Bispin. It can't be Bispin because nope. Bispin's out now with knee surgery and he's not going to be out till May. He's going to be out till May, yeah? Yeah. So we know it can't be him. My next choice, even though he's not British, would have been Musassi. Can't be Musassi because he's fighting Weidman. We know that that's happening at uh, 2.10. Am I right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 2.10. He's fighting at 2.10. So what can it be? What can it be? What yeah. is there? Come on, spitball. Tell me. Tell me what's going to happen. What are they going to bring? What are they going to bring I've for got, the party? Honestly, I've got no fucking Nick, idea. you're the editor of Fighters Only Magazine, man. <laughs> tell me what's going to happen. <laughs> I would like to see, you know, someone we haven't seen in the UK fight before you know someone like a shogun or something like that might right whatever nick says whatever nick says now go with the third one right he's yeah. going to take you around the fucking houses <laughs> and then he's whatever he says third so it's not shogun right so <laughs> what's next go on and if it's not shogun <laughs> then uh you know it, there's so many he's not allowed to say are you? great fight you're not allowed to say are you? You, you i can't say no you're contractually say. obliged to fighters on the magazine and you are not allowed to tell us what's happening no but the main event is coming that's all i will say okay. the main event has not been announced it's coming so well, buy tickets friday don't wait because last time everyone was complaining hang on, a minute, hang on a minute hang on a minute right you know this is on your reputation now right okay so you are advising people to get tickets for the big one march 18th yeah London, yeah. UFC show. We yeah. know who's on. We just mentioned a couple of the guys that's on there. You're telling us that yeah. there's going to be a marquee main event. A marquee main event. Yes. Do we know both fighters? Bear Ma- yes. Bear is it for a title? Time. I'm no. not going to get it out of you because I know you get bollocks. No, but- no. It's not for a title, but bear in mind last time that they sold out on the strength of Michael Bisman versus TBC. Yeah. And when they TBC'd it, it was Anderson Silva. Yeah. Well, originally it was Musassi, wasn't it? They right, said, all exactly. oh, right. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. flogged that and then they went to Anderson Silva. Well, yeah. originally they said it was Bisping Musassi chief support, co main. Right. And then they promoted it to main when Anderson Silva came in. By then it was sold out. So the dozen fights that you see on the UFC card now for March 18th, they're fixed. There's one, there's one more to come on top. <sighs> right. This is where we play guess to fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not? Who's who's fit? Who's ready? Who's ready to rock and roll? It can't be a title fight, so it's got to be somebody that's on on the cusp, yeah. Yeah. Who do I want to see? 
in this side of the what in this side of the pond, who do we want to see most? Like we love Musasi, we love, but we've seen Musasi. Yeah, Musasi's just down from the road in Holland. From isn't a it? fight pan, fan perspective, you know, what would we as fans want to see? Ooh. Well, it can't be one of the champs because it's not a main event. Well, I think they're all pretty much locked down, aren't they? Okay. Except one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gar- Garbrandt's, I know who it is. Garbrandt's I know who it is. Garbrandt's locked down with Dillashaw. All right, then. All right, then. Just answer this, yeah? yeah? Is it male? Is it male or is it female? It is going to be a male. Oh, fuck. I thought I was going to get some Johanna loving. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought I was going to get, man. I'll, I'll chuck one at you, right? Yeah. I'd like to see Yar Rodriguez. I don't know, by the way. Yeah, I you do. Know. Yeah, I you know. do. I would like to see Yar Rodriguez over here. Yeah, so would I. I would want. Why you shut your eyes? Why? That fight. <laughs> I would love to see Yar Rodriguez over here. Listen, Friday, get your tickets for uh, UFC London. He's not going to tell us. End of the day. Yeah. This uh, time next week, when we're talking about it, you'll be like, you "Well, we thank so you. right. You, you were go. so right. We should have bought tickets." Okay, fair enough. Um, away from um, that particular event, Bisping obviously with his knee surgery. Yeah. I'm not going to have a go at Bispin because I love him. Mm-hmm. And he's our boy. He's been on the show. We've done videos with him. He's a top guy. After last year, you can't complain. I'll never slag. Bispin can do what the fuck he wants. Yeah. Right? But how can you be okay to fight GSP at 206? Yeah. Or Nick Diaz. Or Nick Diaz. <laughs> but not okay to fight Yao Romero a little bit later on down the line when you're supposed to have recovered and be fitter yeah. from Dan Henderson. How can that happen? Yeah. Is it a delay tactic? I, I, listen, I genuinely believe that he needs his knee doing. Yeah, yeah. But I genuinely believe that he could fight as well. If, he, if he really, really wanted to, as you just without on, full preparation. The massive difference there is you're talking about two guys that have been incredibly inactive, you know, haven't won a fight. And probably Diaz more is, money to, to the table. Well, that that's the whole thing, you see. Diaz hasn't won a fight in the UFC for about five years, you know. and uh, But... Diaz versus Bisping sells more tickets and makes more money than Diaz versus uh, than Bisping versus Romero. That, by the way, that was that was the third one. By the way, all right, Nick Diaz. I'm just leaving it there. Just leaving it there. I don't know. I'm just leaving it there. You believe that if Nick Diaz was fighting at UFC London, I would be able to hold him. <laughs> I'd be in. I'd be. I'd be in. I'd be sitting here now in my Stockton 209 That's T-shirt. It. That's it. With your uh, with I your wish. UFC glove shaped uh, marijuana pipe or we whatever wish. he was uh, smoking at the week, we're going to get to that in a minute because I've got a great Amsterdam story for everybody. Class. We'll, we'll share that in a minute. Um, can we talk? All right then. If we're if Bispin's not in action till May, yeah. okay. The other obviously not well, British and Irish interest that we've got is Conor McGregor, of course. And now he is uh, he's changing the game, my man. He's taking it to the next level because we know that he is the pay-per-view star when it yeah. comes to the UFC. So much so that he's now joining you to watch his interviews. I'll say him. It'll be the production company around him. Yeah. Um, a fiver to stream uh, an interview that's happening in uh, a city Manchester. that I live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend. It's happening this weekend. Ariel Hawani's being uh, flown in to interview uh, Conor McGregor for an hour on stage in Manchester and it's going to cost you five if you want to watch it online. Stream it, if you mm. want to stream it online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck that, it'll be birthday party. He's, t- he's taking off. Some- Mate, I'm- no, I paid for it. I've got it on it, you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it on the big screen. <laughs> turn the music down, turn the music That's down. It. Your missus is going to love that. Yeah. Come on, right, come on. Two hour Q&A turn with Conor down. McGregor. Turn it down, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. People must be mental. You're mental. not paying for an interview, are you? I'm not phenomenally not definitely not. Well, yeah, I'll be there with me cake. You know, you, you absolutely, you know, mate. I'll yeah, be yeah, eating yeah. cake at that point. 
But that just goes to prove how big of a star this guy is, that they genuinely believe that they can get away with charging five quid to watch the guy talk. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know what? They'll probably make good money out of it as well. Cause of course it will. It's worldwide. People exactly. go crazy for it, man. People over in the US will be paying, you know, hand over fist to see that interview. So mm. it's... Uh, it's crazy, but it's Connor's world, isn't it? You know, this is the Connor. This is the world he moves in now. You know, he, must, he must be getting for that Q and A when you look at because it's a massive venue as well. You know, we talked about it earlier with it. Event sitting so, near Trafford Centre. Yeah, what in, is it? One hundred and fifty pound a ticket or two hundred and fifty pound for a yes. VIP ticket? Yeah, for a meet and greet and a picture and all that type of then stuff. Then you've got the five pound pay per view, but money as well. Mega man. You know, you could be talking. He's on. You know, big six figures. Do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I think he could be getting half a million quid for that. Just to fly over first class. For an hour. To sit and do an hour chat with Ariel and then get back on a plane. Good money if you can get it. Absolutely good money if you can get it. Um, I just want to turn our attention. There's no link in this whatsoever, but it's something that Nick's been speaking about over the last couple of weeks because he's been wondering, obviously, since the Ronda Rousey uh, debacle, where Travis Brown would... Um, continue his training yeah. uh, with We knew Edmund. it wasn't going to be with Edmund, didn't we? We knew it wasn't going to, he wasn't going to continue at Glendale after mm. what to Ronda. He's gone Blackhouse LA, mate. Yeah, yeah, another camp very well. Obviously, Anderson Silva, Loyota Machida, all out of that camp. Uh, Kenny Johnson, the wrestling coach there, is a, you know, a, a friend of mine, he writes a column, you know, like he, he supplies a technique a month, sorry, for fighters only. So I know Kenny really well. Uh, they've got a good little setup there, you know. It's uh, probably a little step forward. To be honest, as soon as I seen that, I thought, oh, he should have gone with Rafael Cadero. Because Rafael Cadero and the Black House boys, they're kind of mixed in together anyway. Black mm. House is kind of more jiu-jitsu and grappling. And then a lot of their guys then will go and work with Rafael Cadero with his striking. So all I've heard is what you've heard is that he's with Team Black House. But I wouldn't be surprised if Rafael Cadero pops up in his corner. This- if he does... Telling you now, Travis Brown. I always thought Travis Brown was a bit he's of a sleeping giant. He's got some good wins. He's got some good wins. He's a bit of a sleeping giant in that heavyweight division. And if he can put it all together, if he can, you know, make it happen, mm. he could be champion of the world. Definitely. This is obviously Travis Brown, Ronda Rousey's fella. Mm-hmm. Just in case people aren't really too clued up on the, the relationships within the UFC, he is going to be fighting Derek Lewis at UFC 208. Yeah, um, love Derek Lewis. Great. Though. Yeah, uh, love him. We're big fans of Derek Lewis, the Black Beast. Man. That's it, man. He's a killer. And this could be a great fight, but I think that's a wise move. Obviously, with all the fallout off the back of Ronda and uh, Coach Edmund and his striking and all this type of stuff, it was good that Travis took it upon himself and said, listen, man, I'm going to jump ship and I'm going to get myself sorted because my career comes first and foremost. I want to be in with the right guys. Uh, And Team Black House is a good place to go if you're fighting Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is a puncher. He's Mm. the guy that, when we spoke about him, it was George Foreman that attracted him to to, to get into fight sports. So he's a big hitter. So if you're... Travis Brown, it makes sense to work on your takedowns, your grappling, your wrestling, your jiu-jitsu, because if he can take Derek Lewis to the ground, he then gains the advantage, you see. If you stand and strike with Derek Lewis, you're either getting carried out or, or you know, you're trying to put him out kind of thing, so makes sense. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, before we get back to our uh, pay-per-viewed event for the UFC, we've obviously got uh, an interesting one this weekend because I think it's nailed on that the winner of these two ladies... Um, will be obviously facing Amanda Nunes at yep. some point, um, our new superstar in the ladies' bantamweight division. It's Shevchenko, a lady that Nunes has beaten previously uh, against Pena, a girl who I'm tipping for this particular fight. But you're the knowledge, my friend. Break it down for me. Tell me what you see between Shevchenko and Pena this weekend. I think it's a good fight. I think it's a really good fight. I think uh, both these girls are deserving of this final eliminator, unofficial as it is. And uh, I think all you've got to do is really turn up and put in a big performance. I think both these girls know how to strike. Both of these girls are, are pretty well-rounded. 
obviously Shevchenko we've probably seen a bit more of. We like the look of the way she was in the last fight. So, you know, both these are, are legit contenders for Amanda Nunes' title. You know, at this point in time, yes, Nunes just looks like she's street to no, head. She'll smash everybody. the pair of them. Yeah, she looks like she's probably smashed the pair of them on the same night. <laughs> at the so, same time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... You know, it, it, in some ways, the winner loses in yeah. my in my, in my uh, assessment. But I think it's a good fight. Is it a main event above Donald Cerrone or Cowboys you know? on this this bill as well? Yeah, no, it isn't. Not for me. You know, I think they've made this a f- this fight a five rounder, so the winner can kind of warm up for Nunes. a Nunes fight. You know, so I think that's kind of what they've got in mind. But as any fight fan who knows anything about UFC and mixed martial arts will tell you. That fight is not as attractive as watching Donald Cerrone fight the fucking, you know, the corner man. You know, Donald Cerrone's the draw on this card. He's the star here. And there's, I like the heavyweight fight as well. Andre Olovsky against Francis Ngannou, yeah. the French kid. Big night for Olovsky. He's got to win, hasn't he? He's, he's got to win. The massive pressure on the former champ there to, you know, turn it around after suffering such a big defeat last time out. And Ngannou's no joke, man. This kid is absolute beast. You know, we just mm. talked then about Derek Lewis. This guy's in the same ilk, just on an absolute roll. And, uh, you know, at the moment, I, I kind of I fear for Olovsky's chin because this kid catches him, he'll put him to sleep. Mm. Um, also on that um, top of the card, Alex Caceres is on there as well. A boy that loves to wear a nice little cowboy hat. We love a little bit of that, don't we? We love a little bit of show. Yeah, exactly. The cowboy and the cowboy. Two cowboys for the price of one on this card. Mm. Um, I like Al Jermaine's. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Before what you, what you were saying before about UFC London, yeah? Yeah. Cowboy. Oh, if only. You're so shit at this. <laughs> Give it away. <laughs> Never playing you at poker. Go on. What are you going to say? Cowboy's a good shout, though. Close. Take take what you will from that. Yeah. All right. Carry Close. on. Go on. Uh undercard as well. Smile and Sam Alvey against Nate Marquardt. That could turn into a really fun fight. And Aljamain Sterling, who's been a little bit exposed since he came into the UFC, but Oh, hang on a minute. We got up. Oh, what's, hey! what's, what's going on here now? Oh, this is a good end. This is a good end. Balloon animals. It's a to- no, it's a Thomas the Tank Engine cake. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what cakes did you have when you were a kid? Uh, I can't remember stuff like that. Can you not remember any kids' parties when you were proper tiny? No. Ronald McDonald met. McDonald's were big round Blackburn way. Really? Yeah. You've got to get down to McDonald's. If you had a party at Mackie D's, yeah? Yeah. You were, you were a serious player at St. Anne's RC Primary, let me tell you. I Everybody don't... wanted to get you an invite to that shit. Really? I don't... Anne Catterall couldn't afford them, though. She couldn't afford them all. Six. You're allowed six. Mum, I've got 30 in my class. <laughs> Sell fucking pay-per-view, son. Sell pay-per-view. <laughs> no because chance. they're not all coming. <laughs> the baby's just had a Minions cake for his second birthday. So. Nice, yeah, nice yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah. It's good in that. Quality. Quality. Mm. I don't know what I'm getting. Well, the wife ordered me a cake, actually. So you said it's the nuts. The you said it's the proper one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better get a slice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll blip that. <clears throat> you ready? Yep. Um, we alluded to this a little bit earlier on in the podcast because um, I spoke about him on last week's show of who he's going to be paired up with next. What a great fight. Masasi Weidman, man. Yeah. Last chance saloon for Weidman. Masasi's kind of. the rising star for me in this division. Yeah. He nails Weidman. He has to be next in line. Well, you, you say that. Well, you're probably right because Jack Array Rockhold was the other eliminator and that's not happening now. Yeah. Jocko's now Jock, Jack Array's now got a fight against Tim Bosch. God knows why. Uh and obviously Rock holds out the title picture as far as I'm concerned. If you're not fighting, you're not fit, you're not in the picture. So if Musasi can do a number on Weidman, 100% he gets the winner of Romero versus Bisping. Just got to happen. Mm. Got to happen. But, you know, 
Weidman, you're, you're right, Weidman's in last chance saloon right now. You know, he's gone literally from a hero to zero in the blink of an eye. It feels like only yesterday that we he were was the champ. celebrating the fact that he'd just done Anderson, yeah. Anderson Silva for the second time. The first fight, I was in Vegas for that fight when he first knocked Anderson Silva out. Phenomenal. And then to do it the second time, we literally thought, right, okay, this guy mm. is here to stay. But, um, you know, he's, uh, he reminds me of the guys from AKA. You know, they have these stellar wrestling careers and they're absolute wrestling studs. And then they come into the UFC and they just can't keep their fitness. They just can't maintain any level of competition because the bodies are battered to bits. Mm. Wideman's body has just been abused by years and years and years of grappling. And now he's paying the price for it. He just can't stay fit enough to do a full he's had camp. neck injuries, Everything. back injuries, surgeries on him and all sorts, Crazy. hasn't he? Absolutely. I mean, Crazy. serious surgeries. But if he loses well. to Musasi, you're right. Where does he go from here? Mm. It becomes almost becomes a gatekeeper to the title. Where at one point he looked like he was going to be a champion for a long time. So, mm. and the way Musasi's fighting, come on! After the year Musasi's just had, few will going to be better get better against Musasi, doing a number on Wyman and, and and flying into that title fight. It's neither of them in London. Neither of them, mainly yeah. because of this. Otherwise, I'd be smashing the door down for Musasi being on that card. But it's not happening. No, nope. uh, because he's fighting at two ten. What did you make of the Diaz brothers this week? Love it. Love the Diaz They don't brothers. give a shit, do they? They, they just do, do not give a shit. do not care. <laughs> Did you see the video of, of Nick smoking with Snoop on Snoop's uh, YouTube channel? I've seen a bit of that, yeah. So funny. When so he actually admits, what would, you do if you're, what would you do if you're not a fighter? Probably be a dealer. <laughs> At least he's honest. Exactly, yeah. I'd probably be dealing this shit, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they are a different level then, boys, aren't they? And they don't care. They're never going to get reprimanded. No. And I think this is why their fan base is so big. Because as we say on our boxing show, the reason why we love Ricky Hatton so much is because he's like us. He yeah. has a pint, he eats crap food, but yeah. he, he he can... Well, we'd like to be able to tear it up as good as him, but he can tear it up. These guys are brilliant. But yeah. Brazilian, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialists. But yeah. yeah, all right, they've got a few misdemeanors outside the ring. class as well. Well, Nate's just took out his boxing license in California. I believe in Vegas so, yeah. as well. In Chasing Connor. He wants, exactly. <laughs> if, if you're not going to face me here, I'll face you. Like, well, I'll box you then. Yeah. I'll face you in the boxing ring. Mate. But the reason why people gravitate to, towards them so much is because over in California, over in their world, this is this is part of their world. Smoking, yeah, exactly. a, smoking a few blunts and getting exactly. getting stuck in. Well, it's you know it's legal in most states in America now as well. I think most of them, from what I can gather, the old therapeutic use exemption or whatever it is, the license to buy marijuana in California. I think they just fucking give them away for ten dollars or whatever. Yeah, man. I don't think you have to tick any kind of boxes. Nick and Nate have been massive advocates of smoking marijuana for their entire careers. That's all they seem to do is smoke weed, go in triathlon races and fight. That's mm. like literally all they do. But they've never left Stockton. They've never moved on. You know, they've never kind of took their fame and, and, and moved away from the place. And I think that's why they're adored so much, certainly in their hometown. So, um, Have you ever been to Amsterdam? couple of times. Mm, I nearly got arrested in Amsterdam, obviously getting a little bit OTT with the uh, delicacies that they've got out there, my friend. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm a cheapskate, so I went on the old e- easy jet when I went out. This is this is well before Mrs. Catterall, so if she's listening to this right now, it was before you, all right? Yeah, before it, you were in the flame. Yeah, but it was with another lady. Oh, God, it was okay. a treat for my birthday, right? Brilliant. So we've gone out there, and as you know, there's certain checking times for hotels, isn't there? Yeah. We'd arrived a little bit too early. So what do you do? You're in Amsterdam. What do you what do you do? Come on, be honest with me, right? You're listening to this show right now. If you arrive a couple of hours before your checking time in your hotel in Amsterdam, what do you do? You don't go just for a beer, do you? You don't you do go, that. The canal walks, the museum. Piss off. You, know, you don't bike go rides. you don't go and check out where Anne Frank were living in an attic. And Franza. You, uh, <laughs> you don't you don't do that. 
<laughs> don't do it. You don't go and look at her at it. What you do is you go to a coffee shop and you yeah. go, I'll try and do the top row here. This is what I'll try and do. <laughs> right? Now, because we were pressed for time, I thought, I don't fancy a smoke. What I'll do is I'll get one of these cakes. These look all right. Now, yeah, yeah. Nice anybody, big cookie or a muffin or something. I went like for that, not just a little, little brownie, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, the brownie came with a warning, right? <laughs> so on the, pl- on the plate, there's a sticker on the plate of this brownie that I purchased. And you said, will wear underpants on head if consuming one <laughs> No, it says, it says on it, do not eat all at once, yeah. okay? Um, two, three mouthfuls, wait 10, 15 minutes, eat the rest at another time and all this type of stuff. Yeah. So I thought, all right, it's my first time in Amsterdam. I'll do as the Amsterdamians do, all right? So I've had a couple of bites of this cake. I'm chilling. I'm having a beer at the same time. I'm saying to the girl that I'm with at the time, I'm saying... Feeling, not working. You feeling anything? No, I'm not feeling anything. You feeling anything? No, I'm not feeling anything. So what do you do? You're from Blackman. Fuck it, you think. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat the lot. These are shit. I'm rock hard, me. Let's have it. Bang. Nailed the lot, yeah? Still nothing. Okay. She's done exactly the same, by the way. This is great. Steps outside into the cold winter's air. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Walking down the streets. I haven't even checked into my hotel yet, right? So off we go. We're trotting. We need to go and check in. We need to go and check in. I'm pissing myself at everybody that I'm walking past. Gets into the reception. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best not to lose it, right? I've got five minutes before two o'clock kicks over and I can check into my hotel. This woman walked in to check in at the same time. Under her arm, she had a dog under her arm. I don't know why she had it under her arm. Why aren't you walking the dog, right? Yeah, Just have like a little toy dog thing. I've lost it, mate. God, no, no, a proper dog. A proper chihuahua thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I've lost it. She's about 80 year old, this woman, and I'm fucking terrorising her, calling her Paris Hilton and shit, that she's keeping the dog in her handbag and all this type of stuff, right? I goes up to my room, the woman says, right, the, the geezer will bring all your bags and all this type of stuff, takes it all up to your room, I'm thinking, this ain't good, this, right? He brings all my bags up to my room, I'm thinking, who the fuck are you, right? I've forgotten him from two minutes ago, <laughs> I think he's trying to rob me. <laughs> I'm just bringing your bags to your room, so get off my bags, right? <laughs> Lost it. So... We're having a bit of a laugh between ourselves. Puts the bags in the room. Come on, let's get out. Let's get out of this place before we get ourselves in any trouble. Gets into Amsterdam Main Square. I'm getting right amongst it there. Now, if anybody's been to Amsterdam, as well as obviously the delicacies when it comes to the herbal remedies, um, they have windows that you can go... There's a bit of window shopping, let's just say, right? Now, when you've eaten a cake at the speed that I've eaten a cake and you go window shopping, you could get yourself arrested, right? And you could get yourself in some serious trouble because there's some, let's just say big boys, that stand on the front doors to make sure that reprobates like me don't cause any trouble or anything like that. Now, obviously, this is the first time in Amsterdam. I've not seen anything like this before. Walking past a couple of these windows and there's a couple of lasses, you know, doing their thing, let's just say, beckoning me in. Well, I couldn't stop fucking laughing. (laughs) I'm absolutely... I'm sat in the middle of the road. There's cars going up and down the road. I'm sat in the middle of the road, absolutely crying my eyes out. The girl that I'm with sat across the street doing the exact same thing. We brought the whole bloody Amsterdam to a standstill. There's cars queuing up, all this type of stuff. There's geese trying to pull me out the road, saying, mate, you need to get out the road. Look at this! She's going to tits out! Look at this, see you! This is ridiculous! Now, normally, if I would have just been unherbed, yeah, yeah. I'd have walked down the street, maybe as a Brit, would have looked away and all that type of stuff, but no. You put a little bit of that inside me, away we go, my friend. It's an eye opener, that gaff, isn't it? Strange. I had to go and sleep it off. Really? I'm not surprised. 16 hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> How much Chinese food do you eat as well after one of them cakes? I think I went for three helpings at an all-you-can-eat. All Different gaff. Different gaff. 
Strange. Strange place. We're going back out next week. We're celebrating. Yeah, exactly, when Masassi's yeah. world champion, I'm going out to celebrate with him in yeah, Amsterdam. He's the person to celebrate with in Amsterdam. Yeah, definitely. Him and the Diaz. Imagine hanging in Amsterdam with him and the Diaz brothers. Oh, mate. Different. I'm, all I'm glad of, right, all I'm really glad of is at that moment I didn't choose to go and look at Anne Frank's because uh, yeah. <laughs> you've been pissing yourself laughing. Historical, very poignant place. I did it the next day when I was sober, all right? But you don't want to be going there when your eyes are kite because all hell could break loose. You could end up getting locked in there yourself, couldn't you? <laughs> Talking about Amsterdam stories, I might as well share mine then. Go on. Went to Amsterdam with all the lads. Uh, was it some, do you know what? I don't even know whether it was someone's birthday or whatever, but there's a gang of us. We're in Amsterdam. Red Hot Chili Peppers, my favourite band, same time. Bought a couple of tickets, you know, going over there. All the lads, yeah, we'll all go, we'll all go. He gets into the Bulldog Cafe there and the lads are playing pool and then, you know, people are smoking and drinking and this and that. And then next thing you know, the old edibles come out and everyone's having a little bit of a brownie, a bit of a bite of this. And there was about, you know, let's say there was, you know, eight, ten lads, whatever. But all, I'm like clock watching, right? You want to watch the chilies, man. Red Hot Chili Peppers are on, we've got to go now. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers are on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, long story short, Three of us ends up getting into a taxi because the rest of them can, can't say their own name. We get in the taxi, crosses Amsterdam. By the time we get there, by by now, like you know, it's You're kicked in. Yeah. It's kicked in. <laughs> by the time we get to the the Amsterdam Open Air Arena, like the National Stadium, where it was, the lad who's in the car with us, his nose is just bleeding for absolutely no reason whatsoever. And there's none of that's gone on. We were just literally, you know, eating away. But his nose is bleeding, so we're pissing ourselves laughing. Then we get outside, and they've got these. Open toilets, like it's like a plastic triangle, it's like a male toilet, yeah. Mm. But it's like a plastic uh, pyramid, like it's probably about five foot high with one little step, and it's all plastic. And you just step like on an outdoor it. urinal, yeah, yeah. And you step onto it, and you get your cock out in the middle of the street, and you're just facing into this plastic like pyramid to do your piss. <laughs> so there's all people lined up just pissing in the street. So that had us cracked up as well. That was just fucking bonkers. Finally, gets inside the Amsterdam Arena, completely and utterly on a different planet by now. And then the chief support, I swear to this day, I've tried to find out and I can't back it up, but I swear. NERD were chief supporter Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow, so Pharrell what was, a gig! And Mr T was on the drums. No shit. <laughs> Fuck off. No shit. Fuck off. Mr T was on the drums. No, he was not. Honestly, I'm googling it. Now. <laughs> Honestly, Mr no. T was hey, on the that drums. That was some serious gear that you were on. That's <laughs> <laughs> some serious tackle. Mr T is on the drums. Pharrell was singing. Honestly, it happened. NERD. Yeah. Amsterdam. Red Hot Chili Peppers headlining, Mi- Mr. T, T on the drums. No, bullshit. This, is not, this did not happen. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> well, if it happened, they fucking scrubbed it off Google. <laughs> this is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store. Um, thank you very much for listening to our podcast this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, speaking of, speaking of cake. Oh, there won't be any of this nonsense at uh, your party, will there? There won't be any of that special cake. No, no, God, no, no. I'm going to get on safe. Too old for all that now, yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. There you go. Quality. Um, thank no you cake, very much. Uh, No cake with the last one. What was the last? Transfer. I had a Thomas cake. Yeah. I had a... Uh, Th- Thundercats. We went for Thundercats that th- time. Was it? What, yeah. what was the last one? Tom, you got a Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo cake. Everybody the first one was Scooby Doo, so yeah. that was a t- Scooby Doo. Yeah, a bit of, a bit of Thomas, Thomas and, and then we'll finish it oh. with. All right, well, listen, in the we'll shape t- of a sword. We should tweet a picture of me real cake on Saturday. Winning.
There yeah, you go. Yeah. Let people see what. Voted out. Voted what, out. What yeah. the missus pulled out for me. Don't worry, I'll be uh, putting in some uh, special stuff for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Put that um, green stuff on me, cake. Everybody's eyes are kite, <laughs> pissing themselves at stuff. <laughs> Mr. T's on the drums! <laughs> Is that a dog? Is she carrying a dog? <laughs> uh, thank you very much for subscribing. Much appreciated. Um, at Fight Disciples on, uh, t- on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, if you want to keep up to date with Mr. T on the drums. Um, and you can keep up to date with all our podcasts this week. Fightdisciples.com. Speak to you next week. <laughs> thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.